0: Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who's just waiting to get his wings, Jacob. Flap, 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 flap.
1: <laughs> Why, thank you. Like an introduce our host, a man who just just wants to go looking out for slugs.
0: Well, when you're hungry for bananas.
1: True. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, how are you doing, my friend?
0: <laughs> you never said my name. Oh that is true
1: welcome Drew.
0: thank you
1: (laughs) we are so professional here
0: oh yes and what's great is uh with our current setup more of these little errors are going to make it through to the final final recording Mm -hmm. exactly we're just going to be fun and entertaining at this point if it's not perfect oh well yeah uh how are you doing today jacob man
1: i'm doing pretty good work was work um did notes for here uh, for the for the podcast. There was a lot of stuff, and so you want to figure out the news. Go down to the uh, the Facebook page. We've got it all posted for you guys to enjoy. Uh, there is one thing I do want to talk about, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but other than that, I got I, you know, as most m- most people know, I'm an artist. I'm, in a, uh, I'm a freelance artist. And I saw a picture that someone from our church posted of her, the youngest child. Mm-hmm. And it was like the expression on the kid's face. I could not help but draw it. Okay. So I drew it, sent it to her. And she's just like, yes, I love this to death. And so I'm going to, I'm going to in mm-hmm. due time, get that to uh, the mother and just, okay. I'll, I'll, I will, I will post a picture to the social medias and uh, let people enjoy what she enjoyed. So, Yeah. Cool. Other than that, uh, pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. How about you?
0: Uh, My day went pretty good. I mean, it was a interesting day at the very beginning. Not to get too deep into that, because I don't normally talk about work-specific stuff. Right. And no, I'm not just saying that because my boss is in the chat room. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, uh, we had some customers come in today, and that thankfully seemed to go well, at least from what little I saw. Uh, the rest of the day was rather calm, at least on my end. Uh, week, on the other hand, has been fairly busy. Yeah. Uh, did start Saturday streaming Kingdom Hearts. So, yeah. any of y'all are interested in watching me do that? I'm I'm trying to plan it for Saturdays around seven. Yeah. Uh, next, not not this next, not this Friday, but next Friday there'll be a time change. Just keep a lookout for the Facebook group for that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's really what I've been doing. So, what have you been watching? Oh, let's see. But the only thing
1: I've really been watching is what we watched on Sunday with our friend Chase. Yes. Uh,
0: so, so Captain Idiot. Yeah, Captain a, Idiot. A.k.a. the Irresponsible Captain Tyler. Yes. Great show. Yes, And agreed. then we introduced more people to Konosuba. Yeah, Konosuba. We, we did watch Konosuba. That's true. Uh, we were introducing people to Toradora.
1: Toradora, which is
0: the yes. funniest thing on the planet. And then we all watched Konosuba, Suba, which I think you and and uh, one other person was the only two people who hadn't seen it. Probably, although you He's at a- least had been aware of the memes. Yes. Right.
1: Right. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just interrupted the only <laughs> things you've been watching.
1: No, 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 but it was it was good. It's all good, man. It's all good. All right. <laughs> What have like you been watching?
0: Comments on any of uh, those? N-
1: <laughs> Not particularly good, bad, ugly. It's all good.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: What have you been watching? Minus. I-, I noticed you were watching something when I was coming yes, in. I, I came in. I was
0: watching something while I was waiting on you, but that's for uh, our other podcast. Yes. Maybe the week podcast. Mm-hmm. Do with your brother Jim. Yeah. Uh, I w- so I'm getting ready for that. Uh, recording. We're doing Friday. Also, uh, since we finished up Star Trek Lower Decks, they started Star Trek Discovery Season 3. I watched the first episode of it. Really? Interestingly enough, I think you could jump in here without watching Seasons 1 or 2 because anything so far that they've referenced of 1 and 2, it's kind of like you could easily watch it without knowing what it's talking about. Oh, okay. in, in In some ways. Um, but I enjoyed what that is. I enjoyed that, that first episode of season three. Um, and I tried a new anime, uh, it's, that's still only subtitled right now. Right. Uh, Dragon Quest, the adventure of die. Okay. It is of course based on the Dragon Quest series of video games, Mm -hmm. but it is telling an original story. Hmm. Uh, and it's pretty interesting so far. It's, it, of course, it's being Dragon Quest. The art style is Akira, is Akira Toriyama of Dragon Ball fame, right? But it's still a new and original story, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And plus, you uh, you get to see so many of the classic monsters in the first episode actually working with the hero. Mm-hmm. In this instance, it was a fun, uh, fun little story. I'm I'm actually interested in watching more of it. So mm. yeah, that's. Essentially, what I've been watching. Mm.
1: So I did forget one thing that you had posted in a group chat that me and another friend need oh, to yes. watch. Um, what was it? Explosion in the brain.
0: I okay. So there <laughs> is. I should post this episode in the Facebook. Page. Yes, you should. <laughs> uh, there was an anime that apparently came out in the 1970s called Charge Man Ken. It, each one of these episodes wow. are five minutes long, mm-hmm. and it is, quite honestly, the worst anime ever made. And I'm not the only one <laughs> saying that. Uh, the pe- people in Japan are saying this, because it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I will post that episode in there. I don't want to get too far into it, because I can't even explain it. Really. <laughs> Uh, but I was intru- I, The reason I found out about this is I was watching a YouTube channel uh, called Kenny Lauderdale, where because he, he uh, reviews like really old anime. Some of it bootleg, some of it actually released over here. Yeah, but it's always usually some of the weirdest and goofiest stuff that, when it was released, would never have gotten a uh, release over here right. at the time. And some of it is, some of it's good actually, but some of it is still very. Strange, and not in a uh, Benedict Cumberbatch sort of way. Okay then, but yeah, I will post dynamite in the brain, and I, I and the Cellcast will not be responsible for any um, loss of intelligence from watching. Right? Yeah, I, you will be watching that ep- that thing at your own risk. <laughs> that wasn't the case with Jacob. I literally tortured him with it. He did. <laughs>
1: I'm sitting here five minutes like, what in the world am I watching?
0: Yes, that was fun to watch.
1: Yeah, because because honestly, there's no context whatsoever what's going on. In
0: my understanding, when it came out, there was no context, despite the fact that it's like episode 14 <laughs> of the show.
1: Wow. It's like, <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been watching. What do we got in the news? All right.
1: So, a little bit of news. Uh, the Disney Insider has reported that the movie I just cut half that off. So according to Disney Insider, which this information comes from uh, what's this, what's on DisneyPlus.com, uh apparently, which I was super excited when I saw this news, mm-hmm. that they are making a Chippendale's Rescue Rangers exclusive movie for Disney plus.
0: Cool.
1: And i would be like I you hope know it's a pilot. Maybe. <laughs>
0: Although they really haven't done pilot movies in years.
1: No, they haven't. But it's be like it was so cool that the fact that you got most of the original cast coming back. And one of the funny things I never realized, the person who voiced Dale and Gadget, the same person. Really. Yeah.
0: I, I was interesting. Like, yeah,
1: that was. I was like. Okay, that makes sense, but at the same time there's so many scenes where Dale is hitting on a gadget it's like okay, that's gonna be the uh, was awkward
0: <laughs>
1: recording session ever.
0: Well, I mean they're not recording. it's not like recording both. I assume it's a he. they're not. they're not recording both voices at the same time. They would have recorded all of Dale and then all of ratchet. that's her name. gadget gadget sorry. <laughs> It's been a short... It's been a hot minute since I've watched yeah. Rescue Rangers. Well, most of most some them, reason, I was thinking Ratchet, but that's an entirely different thing. No.
1: Most of them, in recording sessions, when you have two characters voiced by the same voice actor, mm-hmm. most of them, they do it at the exact same time.
0: Not always, because some of those voices can be hard to switch between.
1: That is, that is true.
0: For instance, I know that... Uh, Billy West.
1: Billy West. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know for a fact that Billy West does not record or did not record his lines for Futurama where he voices like seven people. Okay. <laughs> I, I know he I know for a fact he, he he could not have done almost all those lines. Yeah. At the same time, especially during the se- the original series finale. Yeah. When it's an opera. Oh. Point. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes
1: some the case because it depends on the voice actor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like you said, Billy West probably is more like, I can't do all this at
0: once. <laughs> Especially when they're talking over each other.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely overlap. But either way, I was when I saw that, I was super excited. And thank you, Heather uh, Morgan, for uh, uh, sharing that with me. Because that was just like, oh, my gosh, I geeked out. Mm-hmm. I geeked out so much. And the fact to be like, if you didn't know this, Originally, this would be a Chippendale Rescue Ranger movie after the um, um, DuckTales movie came out. Mm-hmm. But when that movie financially failed in the theaters, they scrapped it.
0: Which is really sad because I actually enjoy that movie. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it.
1: Yeah, I watched it, I think, last year
0: mm.
1: when, I, when I bought the set.
0: More on that in January, actually. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what else we got? All right.
1: All right, so does anybody remember a certain uh, DC animated universe TV show called Static Shock?
0: I do remember this.
1: Ah, okay. I'm not the only one, which I know a lot of people remember and love Static Shock. So apparently actor-producer Michael B. Jordan uh, is attached with uh, being producer for uh the upcoming uh, big screen adaptation of static shock uh which was uh yeah which was announced during the recent d c fan uh fandom virtual event nice uh he will uh will produce through his w b base outers outler Society, that's most of what we get from the information. It's just the fact that he's the producer, right? Uh,
0: which, if they're actually bringing Static Shock back, that could be very interesting. I do remember enjoying the DCAU show mm-hmm. now. Correct, I, I'm asking because I don't know. Yeah, was the character created for the DCAU and then brought over into DC Comics? Did it have a DC Comics?
1: No, this was no.
0: Is this character pretty much solely had an animated universe uh, thing go- before this point?
1: No. This was actually based off of the, uh, a comic back in the 90s. Uh, I am drawing a blink at the moment of what the, the comic company, which was primarily it was, um, it was primarily African-Americans who made and created this right. comic book company. Right. Makes sense. And um, so when DC bought that company, bought that, bought that uh, comic book industry or com- company, what have you, Yes, originally it was a comic book. Originally it was a comic book and it gained more notoriety when it became a cartoon. And so for years they've been trying to get a uh, Static Shock movie in development. Mm-hmm. And there have been many, many faults and, ve- and just you know nothing would come of it, but with Michael B. Jordan as producer we might actually get a movie. Cool, Live action or animated, what have you. That will still be cool. Alright, so all right, so we're going to talk about Legos.
0: I've got some right here. I've got a big one right here.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Legos and Star Wars.
0: Okay, I don't have any Lego Star Wars <laughs> on me because I had to tear apart my Millennium Falcon because I lost half the pieces before I finished it.
1: Right. That's always fun. All right. Yay. All right, so Disney Plus is bringing together some of the brightest stars in the Star Wars universe for an ultimate holiday. Disney Plus is bringing together some of the brightest stars in the Star Wars galaxy for the ultimate holiday family reunion. Lego Star Wars Holiday special. Uh, streaming special. The streaming service also gives the fan the first look at the art of the special. Uh, set to debut November, I mean tuesday number 17th on disney plus uh, which is also as known as a fan favorite fan favorite holiday life day first introduction 1978 star wars holiday special
0: which they still won't let you go back and watch
1: no apparently I not
0: am, i am hoping though since we've got the lego moniker in it mm-hmm. that essentially what they've done and i would i would find this hilarious yeah instead of obviously have the news because i remember do do remember seeing shots of ray lego ray and mm-hmm. some of the others but let's say the core story is just them retelling the original uh, star wars holiday special yeah but without many of the musical interludes that maybe not have aged well yeah that can and just use the original audio because i'm sure they have it on stock somewhere okay I don't know. That may not be what they're doing. I, it's just kind of me. Being, yeah, that's that's. I'm that's actually very curious what this is going to look like. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, that's what I thought. So, uh, if you want, I have seen the Star Wars holiday special, it is a <laughs> a thing. All right.
1: So, if you want more information, go to our Facebook page. It's down in it's it's part of our news. So just go and read it. Uh, we're looking for. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Uh, did you say we might do a special on it? We are talking about maybe doing a reaction Yeah. To it, but it because of the timing, because that comes out fairly close to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, it may be about a week late. Okay. See. All right. So. It should still be fun to watch us re- uh, uh, watch our reactions to it.
1: Yeah. All right. So other than that. Uh, they just released more like less than eight hours ago. The uh, the first official poster for what is it? Raya, Raya and the Last Dragon.
0: Yeah, I think it's Raya.
1: Yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon, which looks amazing. Like the simple fact that I was geeking out before I came over mm-hmm. to record. I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to post. I've got to post about this because that just like. Yes, I want that on my wall. That is such an amazing buster. So go check it out. All the all that news I just talked about, it's down in the uh, Facebook page. So go read about it, comment about it, and maybe get some conversation
0: started about it. That's all in the news. That should bring us to our uh, spoiler-free section of our review of the movie Coraline. I think so. So uh, I first saw this movie in theaters back in 2009, I believe. Mm-hmm. And n- through no fault of my own, I came in a couple minutes late. Okay. I did not come oh, into the wow. movie until uh, like right before she went into uh, the other world. Like right before that. Oh, wow. I finally came into the movie. So you so
1: you really didn't have any context going in?
0: <laughs> I kind of knew what was going, going on, but I did right. not know. I, I did not know who... I did not know the relationships between uh, the mother and the father and Coraline. and Mm -hmm. definitely didn't see uh, Wybie. Wybie, thank you. Wybie, (laughs) thank you. I just had a blank. Uh, I definitely didn't see Wybie before uh, she went in there. So I think the first time I saw him was actually the other Wybie, not...
1: Oh, okay, Button Wybie.
0: Yeah, Button Wybie. Uh, So, yeah, I didn't know why she was complaining about him being... Uh, a loudmouth mouth or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was, I I remember, even though I missed that first bit of the movie, mm-hmm. I remember enjoying the movie for what it was. Now, I am not a horror movie guy. Yeah. And there is a lot of horror elements oh, to this good. movie, let's not, be honest. Yes. But for whatever reason, I, I this one just fit for me, even though I hadn't watched it since that one viewing. But it stuck in my mind for the last ten years. Yeah. To the point when I worked at Walmart, and I had to help stock toys every every, every couple of times, mm-hmm. the little La La Loopsy dolls that have the button eyes. Oh yeah. I, I kept thinking, why on earth did somebody make this? Did they not see the movie Coraline? <laughs> <laughs> this means horrible things for these little doll- big doll children. <laughs> yeah and the commercials are not any better no <laughs> for being honest but yeah i remember enjoying Dr. coraline but I, like i said i hadn't before this viewing i had not seen it since that very first viewing of the movie back okay. in 2009 so uh and this was before i uh i knew to stay till the end of credits so i did not know about the interesting little thing i saw at the end of these credits yeah. uh, which i'll talk about later okay so, uh, what are your what were your thoughts? My first, oh, and definitely go watch the movie. It's a little scary. You might uh, for little kids, you might have to worry. There, there's definitely some scary imagery, but most of this is more psychological horror. Yeah, than, agreed. I would say, I mean, this ain't Five Nights at Freddy's or anything. No, like that. this uh. is very much a one you realize what's happening. Mm -hmm. Sort of a thing. That kind of horror. I guess that really works better for me than most jump scare type horror movies. Right. Anyway. Well.
1: (sighs) I didn't see the movie until the other night, actually. Mm -hmm. And. Oh, my gosh. Nightmare fuel. Just how breathtaking this movie is Uh, when it comes to like the way it's shot cinematically. Uh, it's what it, it's it's slash it's puppetry slash.
0: Well, I mean, it's stop uh, motion. It's stop but there motion. Is CG. Yeah, there's CG to uh to to uh, enhance. Oh yeah, uh, w- what's going on? Because there's some of that stuff you would never be able to do in stop motion, especially during the near the end of it. Yeah, agreed. Um, agreed. Trying not to
1: spoil anything. No. All I can say is like, it's a, it's a breathtaking movie. It has every element needed for a good, like you said, almost like a whole, like a good suspense horror film mm-hmm. that, like I said before, nightmare fuel yeah. for, for any kid. Like, yeah, I think it was like, uh, Josh Adams, who said the fact to be like, like,
0: he, he can't believe this was actually a kid's movie. Well, to quote him in chat right now, uh-huh. he says that movie is far scarier than it has any right to be. And he says it's more a uh, Silent Hill type of horror. Oh, yeah. I probably could do that. Yeah, you could. I'm sorry. I'm still learning all my new tools here. Yeah. So, yeah. And okay. Yeah. I'll get that down eventually. Yeah. So, oh, my.
1: Wow. Just incredible. The sort The story itself is amazing. Uh, the fact that you're, you're dealing with two worlds, almost mirror worlds, mm-hmm. and there's be like going into the movie, not really knowing a lot about the movie until, you know, watch the movie and then understanding everything. If I was in our main character's situation, it would be very tempting, very tempting, mm-hmm. but we'll get into that when we get into our, our right, spoiler right. section. But amazing movie. Uh, I the all I'll I'll get into this later. But there was there was a external problem with this movie. Um, it's it's not it's not the movie's fault. It's more other factors problems. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: that'll be interesting to talk about because I considering I didn't catch whatever that was.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that a little bit. That's my thoughts.
0: All right, so. We will take a quick intermission for uh, our to promote Christian Geek Central and then we will get into the full spoiler filled review after that so we'll see you on the other side.
1: Right. Riff, 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 wrong. Okay. Hey. Risk progress is a part of Christian Geek Central redwork. Uh, riff, 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 rock wrong, wrong. Hey, scoop what are you doing, man? I don't know. I'm supposed to be ringing an ad. All right. Hold on. Give me Give me it. Or okay. All right. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at christiangeekcentral.com.
0: There you can find a collection of blogs and podcasts working together to bring you some of the best content on the web for Christian geeks, such as Helix Reviews. Helix Reviews is a podcast where David Arrington reviews Movies, music, comic books, video games, and all kinds of media, all from a Christian geek worldview. His hope for the podcast is that it will be entertaining, informative, and interesting, but will also get you thinking about the media you are consuming. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Coraline. Listener discretion is advised. Coraline was written and directed by Henry Selleck, who was the director of The Nightmare Before Christmas and James and the Giant Peach. And it is based on the book by Neil Gaiman, who also wrote the book Stardust, and he also wrote the English script for Princess Mononoke. That's right, he did. Yeah. Cast includes Dakota Fanning as Coraline Jones, she was a Satsuki in My Neighbor Totoro, and uh, Rachel Ferrier in uh, War of the Worlds, the Tom Cruise one.
1: Yeah, that's right. That was a really good movie.
0: It was okay. I'm assuming we'll review this eventually on the other show, so probably we'll find out there. Yeah. Uh, Terry Hatcher played Mel Jones, the Other Mother, and the Beldam, or Beldam. It was Beldam, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Okay. She played uh, Lois Lane in Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. And Paris Carver in Tomorrow Never Dies. That she did. Uh, Jennifer Saunders plays Miss April Sphinx. She also plays, of course, the other Sphinx. And she is the fairy godmother in Shrek 2 and plays the Queen of England in Minions. Oh, okay. Dawn Finch, uh, sorry, Don French played Miss Miriam Forcible. She also played the other Forcible in this movie. Uh, she was the painting of the fat lady in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm. Keith David was the voice of the cat. He is yes. Doctor Facilier in The Princess and the Frog, and Goliath in Gargoyles. Yes. John Hodgman played Charlie Jones and the other father. Mm-hmm. He plays John Rockerduck in uh, Ducktales, the new one. Okay, and uh, he was also uh. Hobbs in the Amazon version of The Tick. Okay. Robert Bailey Jr. played Wyborn YB Lovat and he played the character of Jared in The Happening. Mm. Ian McShane played Mr. Sergey Alexander Bobinsky and of course the other Bobinsky. He was Blackbeard in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides and Tai Lung in Kung Fu Panda. Oh. And last but not least, John Linnell was the other father singing voice. He is the lead singer of They Might Be Giants. That band? Okay. You don't know the band, do you? No, I don't. I'll have to introduce you to this. But he was also he also played the character of the poopsmith in the Home Star Runner Strong Bad Email number two hundred, email thunder. Her. I have completely lost you. Yes, I, I, I'm going to pull a, a character from Coraline. What? You've never heard of Strong Bad? No. Or Home Star Runner? No. I may have to introduce you to this, too. Okay. <laughs> it was an early, before the days of YouTube. Okay. In the hollowed early days of the internet. Okay. There was a web cartoon done in Flash. Mm-hmm. Called Home Star Runner, based on this these two guys' uh, odd idea for a children's book. Okay. The character of Strong Bad, because he was the villain, and the more cynical and admittedly funniest, funnier one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or more, most people catch on to his comedy faster than anybody else's. He got so popular that they started setting it up to where people could email him, and he would and, and he could, would answer their questions. And he would make fun of their typing and their misspellings. and ah. Entire characters were created for this thing because of misspellings. Uh, it's It was an interesting part of the early, of the 2000s era internet. Okay. And for this 200th email, they had gotten, you know, 200 was a big thing at the time. Because how many things have over 200 episodes of anything? Much less this silly little internet cartoon about a guy in a wrestling mask answering his emails on old computers while wearing boxing gloves.
1: Ah. Wasn't that the one you were you were like I, you think were, I
0: tried to introduce this to you, you before, did. but you, you did. You didn't get into it. No. Um so that's what you're talking about. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, one of the characters on there named the poop smith, mm. who worked for The King of Town, uh, throughout most of the time on the show, he had he had the lore was that he had taken a vow of silence because of all the horrible things he had seen. Mm-hmm. Shoveling poop. And for the 200th episode, in order to sing the email, this female intro song, uh, he broke his vow of silence. And it was this lead singer from They Might Be Giants who provided his voice for that.
1: Oh, okay. Hmm.
0: That's a surprise you don't... Re- Okay, you remember Tiny Tune Adventures? Did you yes. Watch the show. Yes. Do you remember the one where they had a, a bunch of music videos on there, and one of, and some of them was like, uh, "Oh shoot, uh, Istanbul is now Constantinople,"
1: something or, like that. Um, yeah.
0: Triangle Man.
1: Something like yeah.
0: Particle Man. That's the name of it. Yeah, that's that band. They're kind of a mid-grade semi-nerdcore band. Okay. Semi-nerdcore because technically they existed before, before that. Um. Yeah. So, after I said all that, I will admit my Kingdom Hearts connection this week is fairly weak. Okay. Because technically, the the uh, actor was it's not a connection to the movie, but it's a connection to the Coraline video game. Because they changed the actor, the act, the whatever reason the voice actress for forcible, uh, did not return for the video game. Okay. Uh, in the video game, she was voiced by Suzanne Blakesley, who also voices the character of Maleficent in all the Kingdom Hearts games. Okay, so yeah,
1: very <laughs> very stretched thin it's very connection. connection.
0: It's it's probably my thinnest connection I've done yet, because at least I think it was uh, what was it where we. Uh, they, they, all I had was they used this guy's music. Mm. I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so info and stuff. All right. So
1: let me get that info and stuff. Come here. All right, so info and stuff. Hey. So info and stuff. Uh, you can watch it if you have a subscription uh, to, uh Star Streaming Service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also if you have that, you can also stream it on Amazon Prime, U- Hulu, and uh, Sling TV. You can rent it on YouTube for two ninety nine or iTunes for three ninety nine. That's also including YouTube. I mean, I just said okay. YouTube. Either way, um, I I I I personally downloaded and bought it from iTunes.
0: I watched it on Amazon Prime.
1: Ah, uh, so either way, be like, if you want to go, you know, stream it, it's available.
0: Mm-hmm. All right.
1: So it's it has a seven point seven out of ten on IMDb. I, IMDb, mm-hmm. and it has a ninety on Rotten Tomatoes, and its audience score is a seventy three.
0: Okay, not
1: bad. Not bad. Really good. Uh. Like Drew said before, it's based off the uh, Noel uh, Coraline by Neil Gaiman. It was for, uh, production company was Leica Studios and Panda. How do
0: you pronounce that? Pandemonium.
1: Pandemonium. Thank you. My dyslexia gets in the way sometimes. <laughs>
0: pandemonium is a tough word. That so is, I won't, I, I won't judge you too harshly. Okay. Keyword too harshly. Too harshly. Uh, pandemo- pandemonium
1: uh, films distributed by Focus Features. Uh, a new fact: uh, it was uh, its filming location was Ashland, Oregon. Okay. Which I, I thought was very interesting. Okay, they give you the location where they
0: shot it. Interesting. Considering it was all shot. On a stage. Yeah. It's all stop motion except for the couple bits of CG. True.
1: All right. So it was was released. It was first debuted or premiered February 5th, 2009. And on February 6th, it was released in the United States. Box office wise, uh, it had an estimated budget of $60 million. Its opening US weekend was. 16.8 16.8 million dollars and that was on February 8th uh, it's US, US domestic gross was 75 75.2 million dollars and it's worldwide gross was 124.5 million dollars okay so it made its money back in spades
0: yeah I should say so
1: yeah there's there's been talk of uh, even though Leica or no gaming has not commented on, uh, there is a, a strong push from the fandom to get a Coraline 2 made.
0: I don't know how you would do that. Yeah,
1: that's 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 weird, because that's some of the information I looked up. Uh, also, Unless like,
0: they're going to have Coraline fight another monster somewhere else.
1: True. Uh, also, like you said, there was a video game. There was an off-Broadway play mm-hmm. there was let me think there was a musical there was i think at one point there was in talks for a tv show that never came about um, but there
0: was a video game there the was a, on the movie
1: yeah there was a video game it was you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. before uh other than that i don't have information on uh it's when it came to blu-ray and dvd but yeah that's all we got in info and stuff
0: all right well Jumping into the summary. Eleven year old Coraline Jones and her parents, Mel and Charlie, move into an old mansion that has been divided up and is now known as the Pink Palace Apartments. Due to her parents struggling to complete their gardening catalog, Coraline is often left alone. While using a dowsing rod she plucked from a bush in the garden, attempting to find a well nearby, she meets the landlady's grandson, Wyborn Wiley Lovat, and his feral black cat who follows him around. Wyby informs Coraline that her dowsing rod is poison oak, which gives her a rash on her palm. Later, she meets her new neighbors, Mr. Bobinski, who is supposedly training a circus of mice, and retired burlesque actresses Mrs. Sphinx and Forcible. Wyby later gives Coraline a button-eyed rag doll he discovered in his grandmother's trunk that resembles her. Soon after, Coraline discovers a small door in the living room that is bricked up and can only be unlocked by a button-shaped key. That night, a mouse guides Coraline through the door, a portal to a seemingly more colorful and cheerful version of her real home. Coraline meets her other mother and other father, button-eyed doppelgangers of her parents, that appear more attentive and caring. During her visit, other mother puts mud on her rash. She goes to sleep and awakens in the real world the next morning, finding her palm is healed. YB later tells Coraline about his his grandmother's twin sister, who disappeared in the house as a child. Coraline continually visits the other world each following night, entertained by the other Bobinski, who conducts a mouse circus for her, the other YB, who has been rendered mute by the other mother to please Coraline, and the other Spink and Forcible, who perform an elaborate vaudeville cabaret show. On her third visit, Coraline encounters the black cat from the real world who is able to speak in the other world and likes to play games with the other mother who hates cats. Other mother invites Coraline to stay in the other world forever on the condition that she has buttons sewn over her eyes. Horrified, Coraline goes to sleep, but when she wakes up, she finds she is still in the other world. When Coraline demands to return home, the Other Mother transforms into a menacing version of herself and imprisons Coraline in the hallway mirror. There, Coraline meets the ghosts of the Other Mother's previous child victims, including Wybie's great-aunt. The spirits reveal that the Other Mother, who they call the Beldum, used the same doll Coraline had each time disguised as the child in question to spy on them, taking advantage of their unhappiness and luring them into the Other World. After they agreed to let her sew buttons on their eyes, the beldam ate up their lives, trapping their souls. Coraline promises to free them by finding their eyes. The other Wybie frees her from the mirror and helps her escape back to the real world. Coraline cannot find her parents, eventually realizing that they have been kidnapped by the beldam. While she is unable to convince Wybie, Mrs. Spink and Miss Forcible give Coraline an Adderstone. That night, Coraline is woken by the black cat who shows her that her parents have been captured. She returns to the other world where Coraline proposes a game to the Beldam. If she can find the ghost's eyes and her parents, they will all go free. If not, she will remain in the other world and let the Beldam sew buttons over her eyes. Using the stone to find the children's eyes, Coraline ventures now out into the now hostile other world. With each eye she collects, part of the other world disintegrates until only the living room is left. Coraline sees the Beldam in her true form, a metallic, skeletal, arachnid creature with needle-like hands. She is warned that even if she wins, the Beldam will never let her go. Coraline tricks the Beldam into unlocking the portal, and she finds her parents trapped in a snow globe on the mantle. Coraline blinds the Beldam by throwing the cat at her, and narrowly escapes through the door where she manages to close and lock it with the help of the ghosts, severing the Beldam's right hand in the process. Coraline's parents reappear in the real world with no memory of what happened to them. That night, the ghost children appear in Coraline's dream to thank her for freeing them, but warn her that the beldam, as long as she is alive, will never stop looking for the key. Coraline decides to drop it down an old well near her home, but before she does, the beldam's severed hand attacks her. Wybie, who has realized Coraline was telling the truth, arrives and after a struggle smashes the hand with a stone. Coraline ties the smashed hand and the key to the stone with a blanket and together they throw everything into the well and seal it shut. Soon after Coraline and her parents who have finally finished their catalog host a garden party for their neighbors. Wybie brings his grandmother, Mrs. Lovat and Coraline prepares, prepares to tell her about her sister's fate. Now, before we started this, I wanted to mention, I saw an interesting credit near the end. Okay. Uh, At the very end, there's like it's the last credit before you know the 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 studio logos. Mm -hmm. It says for those in the know, or for those who know, jerkwad. Interesting. Yeah, this was so interesting. Odd. I had to look up what this was. Okay. So apparently, as part of the film's promotional campaign, Mm -hmm. uh, for those who stayed all the way through the credits, if you found the secret code. You could import. You could you could uh, put it on their website, and uh, if you put in the right turn, right right words, you would win these pair of Nike shoes, specially made for the movie. Really? Yes. And I know this because the I found a blog by the person who actually won these things, and she gave them to her son. Uh, here's what they look like, in case you're curious. Oh, wow! They are Nike shoes that are kind of an, a a brown and gray sort of a thing. They actually look like they're sewn together, like in the movie. Yeah. And uh, the top uh part where the shoestrings come around mm-hmm. is in the shape of the four eye of the of the of the button eyes. Wow. Yeah. That is. Wow. Yeah.
1: Someone that spent a lot of money could make those one pair of shoes.
0: Yep, and it went to a, a kid wearing a Commander Cody costume from the Clone Wars. <laughs> Interesting. That is Interesting. that is very but fascinating. I, when I saw that, I was like, what on earth is this that I am looking at? Why would they put the word for those in the know, jerkwad up there? So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I've talked enough for now. Okay, (laughs) your first
1: like, sir. Oh, my first like, the other mother.
0: Just as other mother, or her full form?
1: Her full form. Okay, be like her, her her beldam, her entire insidious plot, the entire thing. Be like, yeah, it it goes more along the lines of like old uh, Grimm's fairy tales, Mm -hmm. but ratcheted up so well the the fact to be like, I, I think this would be also in the running of probably best villain or villainous.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just go with that.
1: Yeah, uh, it's just like everyone said, be like nightmare. Yeah, definitely excessively nightmare fuel when it comes to her her devious plot to be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to lure children into my world and then seal, and contain them there and seal their souls mm-hmm. for I can continue to
0: live. Right.
1: And draw be like the fact of drawing people in with um, a better image, a better version of their world, mm-hmm. and like I said before, that'd be extremely tempting to go and be like, you know what, this sounds like a good idea, except for the one caveat you got some buttons on your sh- your uh, eyes. Oh, there's
0: a reason they save that little bit of information until the very end. Oh yes, absolutely of the trial period.
1: Hmm. Agreed. Just the. Uh, Such a devious, intelligent villain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Be like, and the fact be like her final form is a spider makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense that she's she draw she draws you in with temptation, and then she just gobbles so, your soul up.
0: Plus, she does it with these rag dolls that mm-hmm. are obviously sewn. What better creature out there that's used to working with a needle and thread than a spider? That is true.
1: And also going back to the very beginning with the, uh, the intro, the intro to this movie, is like, for me, I had no idea what was going on. It was like, okay, this is fascinating what they're doing with this doll. Yeah. And then you
0: realize amazing oh, animation, incredible on animation on essentially disassembling and reassembling this doll. Yeah. Yeah, just wow.
1: And, I mean, like, and then you take it and put more of it into context, what's going on in the full story. It's Oh my! Wow. So yeah, definitely the uh, the other mother is just like I think she's for me personally. It's she is she's up there right now when it comes to villain to uh, animated villains. Okay, just just so incredibly well done. And uh, far as I understand, be like the one on one comparison to the novel and the movie are right on money. So it's a, it's a very good so adaptation. did you
0: read the novel?
1: I read the highlights.
0: Oh, okay. Let's see. You're not that fast a reader. No, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I want
1: to get I'm the audio. i that
0: fast a reader.
1: I want to get the audio book to see, see what the... There, there's little differences here and there. Like uh, one of the characters that's in this is, that's in the movie yeah. isn't in the book.
0: Yeah, other YB isn't
1: yeah. in the in Yeah, YB the book. isn't in the book.
0: YB is, but other YB isn't. Oh, he isn't. Yeah.
1: Oh. I think that's what I read. Oh, okay. Either way. So that is my number one. What is your number two? Number one.
0: My number one is the character of Coraline. Yes. There we go. Here's the thing in a movie like this, it is perfectly, while annoying, you, you kind of expect the main character to be a bit bratty about the whole situation. Right. Sure. She's not happy that she's. Being ignored, see, she feels like she's being ignored. Yeah, I get that, I understand that, but she's for the most part, until they get to, uh, she's been she's been to the other world a couple times. Mm -hmm. It's uh, she doesn't really get bratty about the whole subject, and she's a bit annoying about some stuff, and she's starting to get there, but she's not annoyingly bratty about the fact that she's being ignored. You know, give it some time, maybe she would be otherwise. Mm -hmm. But she does, that brattiness doesn't get there until after she's seeing what she thinks is a much better world. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's got a, that first, the, the first night she's there, uh, the other mother cooks for her. The other father is apparently playing or having the, the, the piano play him, mm-hmm. uh, however that worked. Um, the second time, they have this garden that the other father apparently grew. Mm hmm. Um it it and then of course you get uh the other babinsky's pretty uh entertaining mm-hmm. uh circus, my circus, and as much as I felt uncomfortable at the uh spink and forcible show.
1: oh good night yes <laughs> that was very uncomfortable.
0: uh it was very uncomfortable. I think intentionally so. Yes, it, being was. Honest. it was. It uh, was. Although I did like how you could hear the tails of all those dogs wagging and, stuff oh, and clapping. Yes, that was a great touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Audio wise, yes. Yeah. But anyway, like I was saying, uh, her character is believable as to why she feels that this other world is better, and it's not till the cat points out to her what's going on that she starts to question it. And immediately after that's when they say, Hey, you can live here if you want. You just got to sew these buttons over your eyes Mm -hmm. that makes that where she goes, Oh no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. And she essentially runs, but gets caught. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's at that point where she starts. Admittedly, her character doesn't really grow that much. Cause she's still that forcible character. Who's going to do what she thinks is the right thing to do. Oh, yeah. Even though at the beginning, it's mostly get her parents to listen to her or it's not even that. Cause I mean, if it had not been raining on that first day, she would go out and plant all those plants and she could have done that. And that might've kept her entertained for a bit, mm-hmm. but I mean, she is feeling homesick for what she, she knows of as her home. Yeah. Uh, and so she's in it's a, it's an awkward time for her anyway, and the other mother gives a very pleasing looking uh look into what into this other world where she is essentially the queen of her own domain, yeah, in essence, but in reality, she's just food for this giant spider monster. Yeah. And it makes well, I don't we don't get much into Christian. I talk teachings in this show, admittedly. But I have to point out how this is how temptation and temptation descend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's very much so. Mm -hmm. Because the entire up until she realizes the danger she's in, it's a very pleasurable experience being in another world. But then when she realizes that in order for her to continue to experience that pleasure as she sees it, Mm -hmm. she has to essentially have her eyes plucked out and have these buttons sewn over her eyes. And then she's trapped. Oh yeah. And she's able to, and if she, if she had gone through with that, that would definitely be the sin. I would, I, I, the way I see it, right. but the thing is she's committing so many other sins to, co- to continue uh, just going to that world. Cause obviously mm. she's, not respecting either of her parents by going down there and sneaking in there at night, right? To go with these other parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a brat there in the uniform store because she wants these gloves, but her mother won't buy them for her. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, she gets them at the end, yeah. But uh, you know, and she has to pay, she does end up paying the consequences for them, even though it's not, you know, like sin actually is where it's death. Yeah. Thankfully, nobody knew died. <laughs> the right. only three people we know that died were the three ghost children. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just so interesting to see that. And I just thought the character Coraline was a very well thought out character, and I enjoy her as our main character. I agree. I Agree with you in the back. What's your number two like? My number two would actually be the cat. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd like Garfield. <laughs> Not Garfield. Goliath Goliath <laughs> yes well watch I, w- I thought I stayed with the cat part of that <laughs> thing too long
1: either way either way the fact that like the cat is voiced by Keith David mm-hmm. and when we're first introduced to the cat with vo- the with, with, uh, talking voice it took me a second I was like wait this cat is voiced by Goliath yeah and I was like, oh, my gosh,
0: perfect. Because it was, for me, it was, even though it almost doesn't fit. It doesn't quite uh, fit, but it th- does fit. Th- th- fit the look of the character? Yeah. But I will go with it because it yeah. works.
1: Yeah. And plus, Keith, Keith, David's voice is just gold and anything.
0: Right. And plus, this cat is obviously otherworldly as it is. So yeah. I'll let it go.
1: Yeah. Isn't the last scene be like, he literally just disappears. disappears. He disappears
0: try to go taunt uh, the Beldum.
1: Probably. Maybe. It's
0: like, ha ha, your hand is at the bottom of a well.
1: <laughs> and you can't see anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, but yeah, just, that was such a surprise, the fact that Dave, Keith David was the cat, was the voice of the cat. And I just, I was, I, I, I kind of went, whoa, wait a minute. And, you know, that realization that, oh yeah, this is Keith David. And just I was excited when I, when I when I learned that watching the film, and it was it fits it fits to, to me it fits some others may not but I enjoyed it so that is my number two the cat
0: okay
1: and plus is the uh, the cat is more of uh, Coraline's almost um, kind of
0: her Jiminy Cricket
1: yeah kind of her Jiminy Cricket cr- cr- cricket cricket Jiminy Cricket on a pogo What's stick.
0: No, there was no pogo sticker here.
1: <laughs> but yeah, he's he uh, he in, almost in fact be like Jiminy Cricket, he he uh guides her journey and mm-hmm. makes sure she goes on the right path and
0: he waits his good sweet time before he d- starts doing that. That is
1: true. That is true. I mean
0: at least Jiminy Cricket and Pinocchio is on Pinocchio from the very beginning. That is true. The cat does wait until she's been there for two nights although i'll grant him this the cat probably didn't know she was there
1: i think the cat there. maybe because the cat could float between both worlds and probably right. knew but, that she was there
0: but when he there was at some point where you could tell he when they were talking mm-hmm. where he and uh, she and YB were talking the camera is kind of looking at the cat yeah and they, she says something about the other world that the cat kind of goes, kind of gives that looks like, "Are you talking what I think you're talking about?" That makes sense. And then that's why later on, mm-hmm. when she, she goes in there, he's actually watching to see if that's where she, what's going on. That makes sense. And she see, and the cat sees her go in there, and it's right after that that the cat comes in and talks to her.
1: Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
0: So admittedly, he may not have actually known that she was going in there. Maybe he thought the key was sufficiently hidden, even if the doll had shown back up, Mm -hmm. but still.
1: Okay. What
0: happened to that doll?
1: I don't know. Maybe it unraveled.
0: Maybe. Anyway.
1: So that's my number two. What's your number two? My
0: number two, like, is uh, the animation. Yes. Like we said, this is kind of a two – this is kind of a a hybrid uh, stop-motion and CG film. Mm -hmm. All of of the action in the foreground is stop-motion throughout the entire thing. Yeah. But many of the effects Mm -hmm. are in the – especially in the background, especially once uh, everything starts to unravel. Yeah. uh, in the final battle, a lot of that is CG and the part there where they're in the web I think is all CG except for the characters. Uh, Because some of that is moving in a way that uh, I don't know if you can do that in real life. Mm. In in a stop motion type of environment. I could be wrong, but it looks like it's CG but at the same time it's that kind of it's that use where even though you kind of know it's CG, it looks so otherworldly. Pardon the pun mm-hmm. that it fits the kind of horror, uh, the, the horror that you're looking at as this fight between this uh, spider monster and and Coraline trying to escape, mm-hmm. and you got all that stuff going on in the uh, in the sky. The effects of the, uh, the world as it turns gray as she. Oh, yeah. To the eyes, that Mm -hmm. has to be CG. But the whole thing is just. I did not find one bit of a. I didn't find any glitches throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And I keep an eye out for these because those are at least something to talk about when you get to, you know, dislikes. Mm -hmm. This is going to be another one of those where I'm going to have a hard time finding dislikes. Same here. But. yeah, this is such an enjoyable. I the animation. This is so. There, there were a couple moments where you get the stuff, the stop motion jitteriness that Laika is known for being able to keep away from. Yeah. Because and they made this movie was made after Corpse Bride, mm-hmm. and that one was mostly smooth, with the exception of like one or two scenes. Yeah. This one, every once in a while, you can still see the awkward. Stop motion esqueness of yeah. the movement, but there's still a lot of parts where it is very, very smooth. Uh, I almost wonder if they just didn't quite have as much money for this one as they had for Corpse Bride. I don't know. I don't. I didn't compare those numbers, but uh, and they, or it could be they had the budget. They had more. They had a similar budget, but because they had to use more of the CG assets, and they had so much more. Uh, complexity mm-hmm. in the uh, set design and the character design, especially for the Beldum herself, uh, maybe they couldn't uh, spend it as much on the animation as they had to spend on everything else because the models mm-hmm. on this thing are amazing. They yeah. don't even... Lo- I mean, they look like stop-motion models. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But they almost look... They look they look too real to be stop motion, if that makes any sense. In that makes terms sense. of the design of the models themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Except, let you know. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The the fact to be like uh Corpse Pride had 40000000 $40 dollars budget wise, uh-huh. estimated wise. This movie had sixty million dollars. So it had a right. it had a greater budget.
0: It had a greater budget, but so then it must have been spent more on the character designs. Because you had to have twice as many heads. Oh yeah, for uh, nearly every character in the movie. Yeah, because I th- you had to have versions with the button eyes and without the button
1: mm-hmm. eyes. I think for Coraline, be like you had. I think it was like over forty puppeteers working on the character, it and you had over a thousand heads. Yeah, just just for Coraline herself, and not including the the. Uh, thing
0: is you've got at least ten, maybe fifteen total sets in this movie. Oh yeah most of which have to be, uh, I would say like 75% of them have to be able to be switched from the blandness of the real world and the yeah. colorfulness of the other world and still work. Right. Conceivably well, except for uh, forcible and forcible and, um uh, what's her name's theater that they just completely changed the theater out for that scene. They did, but still that's a, awkward awkward scene yes it is how many dogs they have to make for that scene is what i want to know (laughs) a Uh, lot anyway yeah that's my yeah i'm I'm going with the animation for my second like what is your third like
1: okay my third like would be it goes along those same lines as the uh the unraveling of the Mm unworld the other world and how like obviously like you said be like it's be like there's some of that had to been cg had to be oh yeah uh but at the same time i can i can totally i can totally wrap my head around the idea that's like how much uh how much detail they had to go into just the unfolding everything like every single strand and they could do that yeah and like this movie took i think three to four years to make I can so, see
0: that.
1: Yeah, with how much it, enriched detail there is in this film, mm-hmm. I, I am not surprised. I'm not surprised. Most of that yeah, was that was handmade. A
0: lot of detail in this film. Yeah, I can see the budget going to a lot of that detail too, and just not getting the animation stuff as much as I would prefer.
1: Yeah, like what was it? The fact to be like it takes it took them. I think it was. It took them six months to make one uh, Coraline oh, doll. I can
0: see six that. months. I mean there is a reason I know that when you get to Paranorman which I think is the next movie mm-hmm. like I did it is they went to 3d printed models yeah there's a reason they did that yeah Because also, these were expensive
1: yeah also this was one the uh, first, uh <clears throat> sorry when it came to the uh, the faces
0: mm-hmm. they
1: were all 3d printed
0: that would make sense yeah you nearly have to
1: yeah because this was if I remember correctly this was one of the first film first uh animated films or this style of films mm-hmm. to use three uh, D printing,
0: right? I think it's. I think the way is is Paranorman did nothing but three D printing for everything. Oh yeah, so that's the difference. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, still, even that that takes a long time to produce all those heads. Yeah, and then get them all painted correctly. And that is true. Else.
1: Yeah, I think the the garden scene. It took two years to make it.
0: I bet it did. And yeah. Then they-
1: because all every flower really good, is made individually, and it's
0: only really good there for that one scene. Yeah, because the next, when any time they go back to it, it's either not as vibrant and brilliant, mm-hmm. or it's the real world where they had to do everything they could to not make it look like Coraline's face. True. <laughs> Which I don't think they did that kind of job, to be honest, in doing <laughs> that. But you know what? I will let it slide. Yeah,
1: it was. It was still a very good effort. Let's oh, say yes, that. Yes. The. Uh, you know, going back to my point of the unraveling on un- the other world, the the artistry in that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Either if it like if it was some of a CG uh, enhanced or you know made, you know, handmade, crafted one frame at a time, it's just uncanny. The the amount because I've done claymation, I've done stop motion before. Yeah. And the fact to be like you have 24 frames per second, mm-hmm. and that is just it's
0: mind boggling and daunting. And with this, I wouldn't be surprised to find out if they tried to go as close to sixty as they could get away with. Oh yeah. The way I, as smooth as some of these shots are. Yeah, it's probably yeah, probably closer to sixty. So something like stop motion, the smoother you can get it, the better it's gonna look. Mm-hmm. Uh the primary reason with live action that you and with C and with three D for that matter, mm-hmm. uh they try not to do anything more than thirty two frames a second is because you start getting that soap opera effect. But with stop motion, you would nearly have to do 120 frames per second in order to hit that stop motion effect. Just because of how mm-hmm. the process is.
1: Yeah. Also. Yeah. yeah also, i just look this up at one point in the film. Coraline shows 16 different expressions in the span of 35 seconds. That's a lot. Yeah. Like every second, it's just more like every, inch and frame has to be moved
0: and think yeah. of how long that takes especially since in a lot of cases the way they change those out is by taking the head completely off mm-hmm. putting a whole new head completely, yeah. completely back on there yeah and then you've got to get it just the micron nearly yeah difference from where that head was before yeah in order to get the in order for it to move the next spot with the with the expression
1: mm-hmm. just
0: the yeah,
1: I I have such respect for animators who definitely stop motion stop motion animators. Stop
0: motion is still what I would think. I I still think this is that it's the most uh, impressive form of animation we get. Because, Agreed. Yeah, drawing thirty two frames or I think you saying thirty two drawing twenty four frames per second for two D. That's amazing. Yes, but they can they can base it off of where it was, and they've got like. Thirty people working on one scene, mm-hmm. like 3D animation. You've got the character models. Mm-hmm. Once we got past the point where computers could keep up, I'm not as you've you got to do a lot to impress me with, a, with the animation in a 3D movie at this point. Mm-hmm. Puppetry is always going to look like puppetry, so I'm just I just usually let that go and enjoy it for what it is. Right. Stop motion has is the only one that continues to impress me going forward, and how it's impressive. And the thing is, Leica is essentially the only people doing it. True. Sure. Which blows my mind completely.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway. So that's my number three. What's yours?
0: My number three, like, for this movie, I'm gonna have to go with uh, both The Mother and The Other Mother. Okay. Kind of the... Until she, the other mother goes to Beldum, mm-hmm. it's they still have to be animated. Similar, yeah, that's true. Um, and yeah, I grant, I, grant it is the same voice actress, so that part is continue, continuity. But there is as much as she keeps trying to tell, tell Corline, "Give me a minute. I'm trying to work on this. I've got to get this done." Yeah, I will pay attention to you once we get done with the catalog. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> I never felt her performance as, you know, the regular mother was anything but loving. Yeah. I may have been frustrated, but for the entire time I could just kind of tell, really, for her and uh the father, I could just tell that they were both they, they wanted to they wanted to be with her their daughter. They wanted to love on her and pay attention to her like, you know, Coraline wants. Yeah. But they do have to get this done. Uh, yeah. And because if they don't, they're not going to be able to make rent, they might get fired. Uh, it's you know, there's never a point in there where I, I feel like the character doesn't love her. When you get to other mother, though, not only do you, does she act like you know, the mother, you can tell that there's more that. that it's not Coraline; she's she loves. It's what Coraline can give her. Yeah, very similar to Mother Gothel. That's what I thought. Is the first thing that comes to mm-hmm. my mind in uh, Tangled, but throughout the entire thing, you can tell other mothers not she's she's almost she's not really loving. There's kind of it, there's a lovingness to her voice. Yeah, but it's very much a you can stay here if you want. It's kind of, It's got a very creepiness. Yeah, it's, it's got a dark... It, it's got a sinister tone underneath that. That if you weren't paying attention to the mother, you yep. wouldn't catch that they are obviously not the same type of same woman. Yeah. With the father, other father, yeah, he's a little more uh, airy and mm-hmm. stupid, but he kind of has the same general feel the father has. Right. But the other mother is so... Almost wicked in her yeah. performance. Agreed. And trying to not be um it, it, it's just such a difference between those Terry Hatcher just does an amazing yeah, job. It's very subtle. It's very, very subtle, subtle, and subtle. It works. And at first, if you aren't aware of what this movie is, mm-hmm. I wonder how many people really would think at least especially kids, yeah, would think why wouldn't she want to go to that world? Exactly. That that sounds great. That sounds perfect. So that when finally the turn starts Mm -hmm. happening and you realize how evil a creature Mm -hmm. this the Beldum really is, even though there are hints of it uh, from the very beginning about what's what's going to happen, there is such a it's, it's, it, I, I just like the way that acting goes where you can get where she's got the the, the honest-to-goodness sweetness as mother, mm-hmm. the sickly sweetness as the other mother, mm-hmm. and then the outright, I'm going to eat you no mm-hmm. matter what you say yeah. of the beldam mm-hmm. And she's able to throw all three of these characters in there, and they're all three believable.
1: They are. Agreed. Yeah. Completely agree with you.
0: That's my third like. Is the I really? I would say it's Terry Hatcher's performance.
1: Yeah, agreed. Wow. I
0: don't always think this when I when I look when I, when I look at animation. I kind of like I know there's voice actors mm-hmm. and actresses who put their heart and soul into this. I kind of almost discount it because they're just providing the voice. There's mm-hmm. so much of what would normally be in a live action actors' uh tool toolbox. That they don't have as voice actors because yeah. that's being given to the animators mm-hmm. to animate it. So while I don't think voice actors have it easier by any yeah. means, no, I kind of forget that they are actually acting their butts off in that little studio. And it's in instances like this where I it's 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 very very rarely I can be impressed by an actor actor or actress's vocal performance alone. Okay. And this is one of those times. Wow.
1: I would completely agree with you. The fact that they're like Terry Hatcher's performance, like you said, is very believable mm-hmm. as like the mother who is very frustrated and trying to get, you know, she's on a deadline. She's on the clock, right?
0: but she's got this little kid bugging her.
1: Oh yeah. And there's, there's part of it. It's almost, you almost have sympathy towards Caroline Cor- Coraline. Almost said you it.
0: Almost made the mistake. Everybody else it made makes. Yeah. Movie. Coraline.
1: <laughs> yeah. The the fact not to be Caroline, like, not Coraline. Like, yeah. Because uh, I've met both Coralines and Carolines, you don't you don't make that mistake. Yeah, you don't. Because they they will very clearly you
0: will die if you make that mistake. Yes,
1: I like quite literally had a a, a student one time named Caroline. accidentally called her Coraline. It's like she got right here in my face. So it's Caroline. It's like okay, Caroline. But either way, either way, just the uh, you I mean, like you understand uh coralline's plight with be like just wanting to get away from what she sees is just be like her parents don't care about her all they care about is her work and uh she's a she's a nuisance or she's the be like you stay out of my way you stay in my way i've, I've got more important things to do rather than dealing with you mm-hmm. so um yeah and then you have the performances of the other mother which is you know bitter like bittersweet at if i would have saw this as much if no nah. if i was younger and watched this yeah the the fact be like i would have probably in the same way been tempted with that it's like this sounds a much better deal than you know my life or Coraline's life mm-hmm. and so that you know that temptation is so there like you said earlier the fact that like the fact that sin is so tempting you want to yes. fall into it and that was just so incredibly well done. And when she goes to the beldum, oh my nightmare fuel oh, the yeah. entire time. It's like and wow.
0: And the care. the tell design me about character. that transformation. Yes, because it is so well done. How they transform her from uh, the other mother to the beldum. Mm-hmm. And you're going, wait, and they do it the in shadow. Character? They they do it in shadow at first because you start, yeah, but she then, gets taller. But then you start seeing features mm-hmm. slowly morph oh yes to be these whole things that you don't get the full belt of them until after Coraline leaves and comes back mm-hmm. but to that half state that we see uh you know as she's trying to escape the first time mm-hmm. it's like oh my word yeah and then wow. you get it a second time when she tries to come back and she thinks that uh, her mother's uh, one who opened the door, and you realize, nope, that's it. We all know it's the other mother. It yeah. To be. But she gets, and she kind of transforms again, and then rips off the neck brace.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I don't need this anymore.
1: Nope. My, my, my I'll be like, my entire disguise is falling off. You're seeing the real me. Yes. I'll be like, I, I'm going to show you the nightmare, who I am.
0: Exactly.
1: Oh, man. Just great performance great design just
0: wow I, well, as much as we've gushed yes about this movie we do need to find something to not like about okay. it okay so your first dislike
1: my first dislike uh this is not really a nitpick on the film itself but rather you cannot find a physical copy of this film
0: anywhere I don't think that's always true. I think that's something that's specific to this year.
1: Yeah, possibly. I
0: remember at least back in when I was working the electronics department at Walmart. Yeah. This was one that came that at least the DVD yeah. was on the shelf in one of the Halloween uh, cardboard stands like oh, every yeah. single year. Yeah. Admittedly, I have not looked for it since I or I wasn't really looking for it then, but I hadn't paid attention to those really since I left Walmart. Right. So I don't know if it's just that they're not, that they've run out of stock finally and they need to do a second printing. Yeah. You would think they would do a, put out a Blu-ray of it by now. Yeah. There's, there's a Blu-ray out, but you, yeah. just, you can't buy it. Right. And, or at least as many people, many of them are making 4k Blu-rays. Mm. I'm surprised this one's not gotten to 4k Oh Blu-ray yeah. Because this one, if properly re- uh, mastered would be amazing it would on i agree 4k blu ray agreed but yeah i
1: mean. yeah, i, I, I talked with someone at a uh, a store a uh, local uh entertainment store in this area it's mm-hmm. that, that one is extremely hard to find right now it's it's probably the season as it is right now it could be with COVID. It could be with anything right now.
0: I would say COVID is a good portion of it. Halloween, though, is the perfect time of year. For yeah, you thing. think
1: they would have released it on 4K at this point?
0: Past, in the past month, past month or two, mm-hmm. now, maybe it, they they had planned on it. And yeah. By when they started getting the started to do the work on it, because I I'm assuming they did not think ahead when. Because Blu-rays were out by this point, yeah. When this movie came out. So they they were. had a Blu-ray version, but they probably only did it, uh, only made a 1080p master. They probably didn't have a master 4K except for what was in the theater. Yeah. So they probably would have to go back and do that. And that takes a lot of yeah. Work. That's
1: yeah. Just do, do completely digital. Uh, yeah. Digital remaster.
0: Yeah. So maybe that's the issue. Is that they possibly they're they're ne- wanting to give a, a full decent release because I can't imagine Leica would not want. I'm I would not be surprised if Flaka is not gearing up to put a lot of their stuff out in a collection at this point.
1: Well, they did at one point, but then.
0: That they have yeah. the rights to because I know they don't technically have the rights to Corpse Bride anymore. Mm. That was uh, Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. I think Warner
1: Brothers. I believe you're right.
0: Yeah. No, it's. I can't see that. I think it's Universal. And this. Either was... way. Anyway. Uh, I think they. I, they, I know, I know, when, yeah, when this that was Lucy Focus distribution distributor was they did fund part of it, right? Uh, I don't, I think all of like a stuff after that point though has been technically independent, yeah, it's, it's all so been through, fo- they through, they through focus features the rights to it completely, yeah, just whoever was nice enough to pay they, for them to pay to distribute it, which in this case was focus features, yeah, well, I think focus features has worked for them on the others, and also mm-hmm. anyway, um. Yeah, it is a pain in the neck that you can't find this outside of digital.
1: Right yeah, now. it is. But, you know, that's, that's, that's a very it's also bit, the
0: easiest way to watch it in most cases. So. That
1: is true. But also with a person like myself who is a physical person. Yeah. Um,
0: I do. I, I will say when I was looking through it, I did never saw a digital version that was listed as 4K. Hmm. And at this point, it's not just going to be 4K. They're going to be wanting that HDR.
1: Right. Agreed.
0: Especially for the other world. Agreed. Those colors are better pop. The yes, world. agreed. That's going to make the, the 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 actress's scenes even more awkward.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: So, um, as much as I've mentioned how the actress's scene is awkward, that is not my first dislike. In fact, it's not even in my dislikes. Uh, my first dislike is going to be the character of um, YB. Okay. I do not like this character. Oh, really? Okay. Here's the thing. I know I, I know. I said I thought he was in the book. I think the more I'm thinking of it, he's not. Yeah, he's not in the book. He's not in the book. So uh, the character was obviously added. And I'm assuming he was at, because uh, I know uh, Neil Gaiman was actually active in the production of this thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Neil Gaiman actually created the character. But he is so not important to this movie at all. Uh, the only thing he does is give Coraline the doll. That could have been gotten some another way, and that is in a, true. In a way that would make more sense. Yeah, um, because if the doll has uh, brought other people to that world, then it doesn't make sense that it's still in the grandmother's house. Yeah. But at the same time, be like, because why I'm do you... was, I'm also assuming the other... I, I admit that We don't know when the other kids disappeared before or yeah. after the aunt did. Yeah. But either way, I, I I am curious enough of the book to see how she gets the doll yeah. and that. But um, his character is completely useless to the story. It doesn't add anything. It really doesn't detract anything. Uh, it adds an extra character in the form of other YB that has to be in a bunch of these scenes that does not help. It helps even less because he doesn't even talk. Right. He's not. He can't even give exposition, which is the only thing Wybie really does otherwise. And the character is so weird in the real world in comparison to everybody else. Yeah. I have to ask, much like his name suggests, why was he here? Why was he born? Because <laughs> he's not adding anything. It's like they came up with the name Wyborn, Because they got to thinking, why is this character here? Why did we allow him to be
1: born
0: Mm. (laughs) in in this this universe? He doesn't make much sense. It would have been better had he not been there, I think. Mm. Because all he does is add extra frustration to Coraline. Because he doesn't believe her until the very end. And he allows for a deus ex machina ending, in essence. And we don't need to go into how much I dislike Deus Ex Machina endings. I think we've gone into that a couple yes, times. Yes, we have. Uh, so yeah, I'm that part annoys me. I think that could have been done in a much more interesting way had Whitey right. not been there. Uh, he's just he he almost muddles the waters. Okay, of this movie, just enough that it makes me go. When every time he shows up, I'm going. What? Wait, what? The, the movie just changed because this kid showed up. And it does that every time. Mm. So, yeah, I just don't like YB. That's my first dislike. Okay, well,
1: I'll agree and disagree with you on your mm-hmm. point. Uh, I do I do understand why you had this, like, YB is kind of like, he's kind of a... Useless? kind of a useless character but at the same time he does have he does he does give more of a connection points with everything that he, connection with the cat, the connection with the grandmother, the connection with the doll, the connection with the house. Be like he, he he's does. he's he's that linking point within the film itself.
0: He is, but I'm not sure it's a needed link. Okay. Yeah, it feels like there there is a chain essentially yeah. of characters all throughout this movie that have just enough connection. Yeah that when we get YB in there, because he connects up so many things, it's like this other piece that's kind of clumped everything else up. Right. In a way where it's almost tangling the other pieces together. Right. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with you. Uh, and also it gives another, it gives a, uh, a character, or a, a, another character that Coraline can connect with, even though she finds him really annoying. Um, but at the same time, it's more, you have, Be like, he, he does kind of, he interconnects everything within the film. The fact to be like, she wouldn't know where the well was unless why he told her. Right. And I I think to more he's, he's a support character. Yeah. I I would agree with you on that. I would agree with you on that.
0: Dowsing actually does work.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. My grandmother taught me about that. Uh, Other than that, I, there again, I agree with you and disagree at the same time. The I, I do find that Wyme does he does hold he doesn't hold the film together, but he allows connection or threads, as you will, mm-hmm. to uh interlace the story with the cat and the house and the grandmother and the well and the doll and all those he's he's the one that kind of brings everything uh loosely together. Right. So yeah, that's that's my defense for Wyme.
0: Fair enough. What's your second dislike, though?
1: Oh, second dislike would probably be, like you said before, the fact that uh, Leica does have these little, almost like Mm shutters of animations every once in
0: a while. Um, Now, If it were consistent, I wouldn't care. Yeah. But But it's not consistent. It's like you have these long bouts of smoothness Mm -hmm. and then standard stop motion shuttering. For yeah. a Couple frames for I say a couple frames for a scene, and then we're back mm-hmm. to the smoothness for a while. And sometimes yeah. it's one character in the scene that's got the the judder, while the other one is smooth, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but
1: it is what it is. Yeah, I, w- I would say there's there's one scene in particular I remember where I think it's the 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 other father is talking with Coraline at the piano. Mm-hmm. There's there's one point where the hands are starting to move him. Yeah, and you can see for a frame and a, like a frame and a half where be like his head detaches for like a second Mm. yeah so it'd be like it was it was a little jarring watching it was like oh i saw that i was like did i see that light (laughs) did i I see actually the head disconnected for a second and they put it back i was like and they kept that in frame interesting so the the fact would be like there again um stop it stop um stop motion thank you stop motion animation is a very tedious task very tedious and very long uh, protracted Mm -hmm. uh form of animation and you are going to have errors like that you're going to have uh stutters and stops and little like little glit errors but I think you're going to find that with most animations, mm-hmm. 3D, 2D um, puppetry. You're going to
0: find some weirdness in there. Oh, yeah. It's just the fact that Laika is so good at it yeah. that you actually have to look hard to find their errors.
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, just the 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 common animation errors you'll find in Laika or any other form of animation. Mm-hmm. That is my number two. What's your number two?
0: My number two. There are two shots in this movie that are obvious 3D shots. Okay. And then by obvious 3D shots, I mean obviously 3D glasses shots Mm. because they break the 3D barrier. Okay. They are too close to the camera. Uh we talked about this with Monsters vs. Aliens, which yes. did that for a stylistic choice, even though it's still annoying. Oh, certainly annoying. Go listen to our, that review of that movie uh, to find yeah. out our thoughts there. Mm-hmm. But for this one, there are two shots where the effect is so jarring in the 2D version mm-hmm. that it take took me out of the movie.
1: Now, which scene are you referring to? Um...
0: When she wakes back up in the uh, bed, when she's supposed, she thinks she's gone back to the other world, but she hadn't. Okay. Uh, the three little paper mache uh, dragonfly things. Yeah. That get right up in her face. Oh yeah, I mean, the yeah. Camera is situated. It's like right up in your face, but they are too close to where the camera is.
1: Okay. So it
0: kind of breaks that field. That's one example. There's okay. Another one. Uh. Oh, it's during uh, when the other father gets the gets ready to start playing that piano, mm-hmm. and the gloves come on, and he kind of points at Coraline. The gloves get too yeah, close to the camera. Agreed, agreed. and it breaks it, it, the three D effect. I would assume is still there in that version, and it may work. The problem is we're watching this in two D on a two D screen. Yeah, it breaks the immersion when this happens. It's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, good 3D. It works for 3D, but it does. But when you go back to the 2D version, it doesn't kill it there. Okay. And here it kills it. Now, don't get me wrong. There, there are other movies that break this where it doesn't bother me as much. Mm-hmm. This one is one that bothers me. Okay. So yeah, the, those obvious 3D jumps are 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 what I dislike. Okay. What is your third dislike, if you have one? I don't think I do have a third one. I mean, good, because I don't either. Okay. Uh, so we can stop at two. <laughs> we can stop at two on this one. Uh, r- ratings. What are you gonna rate this movie?
1: Oh, I'll give it a nine. Okay. I'll give it a nine. Be like it's just performance. wise be like animation wise, stop motion wise, uh, character wise. Like you, you understand you know the characters' fights. You understand the villains like motivations and just the depravity of everything. And then sort oh, yeah. of um, just a be like the, the voice actors, like you said, Tara Hatcher was just spot on yes. with her performance as mother, other mother in the, uh, the Beldum. Baby. Just so incredibly well done. Um, this is the movie I want to get on Blu-ray or on 4k. Yeah. Um, I, I i don't care the second i mean like i just want the movie i'm, I'm saying that
0: like i have a 4k player right? no yeah yeah we'll anyway. just wait
1: until you update the, to a new a new system
0: believe it or not those are on my mind but those are sometime next summer okay before i even think of purchasing one of those okay totally understand yeah uh i
1: enjoyed the snot of this this film um I I do own it on digital now, so I can go back and watch it anytime I want. Um, it's just I would love to actually just have a physical disc of this film,
0: right. So you can get all the extras,
1: yeah, and get all the extras. And uh, apparently, there's like a very in depth making of documentary of this film, and I want that because I'm one of those guys, right? I'm am a featurette nut. Um,
0: I miss those. So many I uh,
1: yes, agreed. Uh. Can, can I, you know, can I course, love them?
0: I was the lover of the text commentary. Mm. They, some of them, they call them trivia tracks. Yeah, they're true. that's your what they are. They are. But I like, I called it text commentary because the first time I saw it was on the Star Trek DVDs. Mm-hmm. And they actually gave, it was still trivia, but it was, it was not done in a way that was like in your face. It was just kind of, oh, that's interesting to know. Yeah. Uh, I miss those. I wish they'd bring those back, but not do the full. Here's the graphic that's gonna take up half the screen right. so we can tell you this five this two sentence little clip. No, just make up subtitles like everything else and just have it be, you know, interesting text. Uh so yeah. Anyway, as you were saying. Yeah, it's just the
1: the quality of this film is so incredibly the now, granted, like I said in my dislikes, you're gonna have little animation problems here and there, but that's the part of the course when it comes to any film. Mm-hmm. Um just overall incredible movie that you know people should go watch uh, probably recommend if you're dealing with younger children uh, oh, with, yeah yeah
0: watch it before you let them watch it see yeah. if it's something you think they can they can live with yeah because this one has a lot of scary imagery in it
1: mm-hmm agreed so that's probably it's like yeah be Use a sermon when you're when you're yes. dealing with like little kids or somebody watching this film. Uh, other than that, I enjoy it and I'm gonna buy it when I get the chance. All right. What is your I'm also su-
0: giving it a nine. Sweet. Uh like I say so many times, it's hard to rate this anything less than a nine. Right. And in some ways I, I kind of want to rate it higher, but those two little nitpicks do kind of faster. Dig at me. It's like uh, these are the not these are the cracks in the Liberty Bell sort of thing, right? Uh, It's not perfect as much as I would like it to be perfect. Um, So yeah, I'm giving it a nine. It's still very high rating because I love the performance in this and the animation for this is for the most part spot on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, when I go to put this on my list, it's going to rate pretty high. So, yeah, I'm giving it a nine. I got you. Which brings us to the end of yet another episode. Uh, We just have one more movie here in Halloween month. Uh, If you're doing the math, that is movie five. That's because there are five Saturdays in October. Mm -hmm. So uh, next Saturday or next Tuesday, we'll record this. And then next Saturday, it will come out on Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, We are doing the live action Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, Really? Mm. This does technically count as animated because there's a lot of animated characters and yeah. it's got an animation focus since it's based on a cartoon. Mm-hmm. That's the excuse, anyway. Right.
1: <laughs> we're, we're, we're diving into gray area with this one.
0: Yes, plus we both get to, you know, make fun of a character we both hate. Yeah. Anyway. Not No, not Scooby. Scooby. Oh, okay. Scooby's great. Okay. <laughs> your nephew, on the other
1: hand. Uh, <laughs> press him, press him, get him, it's, button, it's, it's nephew, isn't
0: it?
1: Yeah, nephew. Okay, I, I, was, I, was, nephew. I, was, I was trying
0: to remember. Uh, anyway, so j- join us next week for uh, the live action scooby Scooby-Doo! And we'll see you then. Thanks, guys. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? The same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh,
1: boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page. On Twitter at Jacob B. Heron, on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron, and
0: on Letterbox at Jacob Heron where can they find you Drew uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen you can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin where I upload uh, my photography you can also follow me on Letterbox at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759 where can they find us
1: Jacob you can also visit our website Com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play And Stitcher, our RSS feed. If we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please
0: share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community, where we talk about both animated and live action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother, Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say The Cellcast, that is with a single L.